Hey everybody, before we get started, this is Rusty, the producer of the show, and uh, this being our first episode, we had a couple of audio technical difficulties that I want to point out. Uh, we had some touching of the microphone cables and banging of the table and that sort of thing, and uh, we, we have a couple of rookies here on podcasting, and that'll work itself out in later episodes. We also had some crackling noise in there, which I have decided is probably a poor USB connection. I think I can get that fixed in the future. And also, uh, in a little transition period, there's a 22-second gap, which is huge for transition music. But uh, bear with us. This is the first episode, and two or three episodes down the road, all these things will be fixed. It'll sound much better. All right, thanks for your patience, and here we go with the show. Doug Lott, and I'm here with Pastor Teacher James Inman of the First Baptist Church of Okarchi, along with producer, director, sound man, and brainchild of God, No God's Truth, Rusty Garner. It's our hope and prayer there to help you understand God's Word and to give some give you some tools to be able to apply God's truth to your lives. So, Rusty. I'm excited to see your vision turning into reality, well, and I'm excited to be part of it. I, I am too, Doug. On that intro you gave me there, one of the things you listed was producer, and as producer, I'm going to ask you to stop banging the pen on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I, I appreciate that. So uh, did you ask me a question there? I'm sorry. I was all distracted with the... Uh, I did actually ask okay, you a question. question. Uh, uh, I said I was glad to be included, but what yeah. are you looking forward to as this podcast goes forward? Well, what I'm I'm looking forward to is just reaching people. Um, we're wanting to reach uh, maybe people who aren't Christian at the moment, but have you know convicted that there's something there, you know, or, or kind of kind of curious and looking into it. Um, I'm also looking forward to providing a a study for uh, for longtime believers, you know, who are just uh, looking for another resource to dig deeper into God's Word. So something for people 8 to 80 then? Yes. Okay. Now, you said at the very beginning when we first started discussing about this podcast that you thought it would all be worth it if uh, just one soul came to Jesus. I do. I, You know, you brought that up right before we hit record there. And I, uh, sometimes when I say things, I, I, I'm amazed that people remember that I said <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I'm reminded that I said it. But yeah, I do remember that. I remember uh, I was working at this place called Lear, like in the late 90s. And uh, it's the same company that makes the Jets, but that's not what we were doing there. <laughs> um, and there was this man... I, I remember two things about this man named Ray. I almost said his last name, but I probably shouldn't. Uh, one thing I remember is that it, his wife used to make tamales and come up there, and she would sell them. They were seven bucks for a dozen, and they were the best tamales to this day I've ever ate in my life. 
the, the, mm. <laughs> the second thing I remember about Ray was that he gave me, he, well, he didn't give me, he, he let me borrow this tape set. Uh, I can't remember who the pastor was on, on the, but it was, it was four cassette tapes about the difference between uh, grace and law. And I listened to those tapes on my lunch break in my car. Two weeks, probably, changed my life. To me, the recording of those cassettes reached one person. So to me, it was worth it that they did it. Well, it was worth their time then. Just one soul, and that was your soul at that time. Listen to it, and I'm sure many others too, but... I'm so grateful that they did record it because I'm <laughs> here with you today. Yeah. Yes. Praise yeah, God. I wasn't expecting that right there, so I'm sure my voice got really squeaky on the microphone. <laughs> That's, it's understandable. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, when he overwhelms your spirit, uh, there's nothing to be ashamed of at all, for sure. Well, let's uh, open with a prayer here, and then we'll get started. Well, Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you in the name of Jesus Christ, and we just thank you and praise you for all that you are and all that you do and all you are to us, Lord, uh, our provider. Our, you are our all in all, and we thank you for that, Lord. And, Lord, we just ask your blessing on this time and this podcast, Lord, that it would reach someone as Rusty was reached by a tape at one time and that this would reach someone that needs to hear it and it would draw them to you, Lord, by your Holy Spirit. So we ask your blessing on this time and that you, Holy Spirit, would guide us and lead us. And we ask it all in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. 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 Let's bring in Pastor James. Thank you, guys. I appreciate uh, your help with this, Doug and, and Rusty. And it wouldn't happen without, without both of you. Um, and Know God's Truth. Know God's Truth is the title we chose. And I think um, we, are, we are starting with the Gospel of John. Uh, John is a, in the Gospel of John, he uses the term know over 90 times. He wants people not just to... Uh, hear about Jesus. He wants people to know Jesus. And that's one of our, uh, our goals for this podcast is for people in the Oak Archie area, people in Oklahoma, the United, whoever, whoever chooses to listen, that they would come to know Jesus and know him in a personal way, uh, the way John portrays it in his gospel. John was, uh, I'll give you a little background on the gospel. John was a, an apostle, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. He was an eyewitness to the events of Jesus' life. Uh, so, so Doug, it wasn't just uh, stories that had been passed down or fables. John saw these things. He heard Jesus speak these words. He saw the risen Christ. That's right. He saw him. He saw him die, and he saw him then resurrected and alive, and it changed his life. It changed all the disciples' lives. Uh, he... Uh, he refers to himself in the Gospel of John as the disciple that Jesus loved. We'll hear that as we go through. It's, a, I believe, a term of humility. John was humbled to think 
that Jesus, God's only son, would love him, a sinner, uh, that was condemned unclean. Yes. Um, yes. John also was led, of course, the Holy Spirit guides in all the, the writing of his word, but he wrote 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and Revelation. Uh, the Gospel of John, it's dated by many different theologians, uh, um, anywhere from the early as early as A.D. 50 to as late as towards the end of the first century. Uh, John is believed to be the only disciple that wasn't martyred for his faith. He um, was exiled to the Isle of Patmos where he wrote, he had a vision of Jesus Christ and wrote the prophetic book of Revelation. Uh, gotquestions.org, a, a website I, I love to use, uh, they, uh, they said that the Apostle John was later freed. They believed from tradition and possibly due to old age, he returned to what is now Turkey and he died as an old man sometime after A.D. 98, the only apostle to die peacefully. And if you really want to get in the meat or why the Gospel of John was written, uh, go over to the end. If you have a Bible with you or if you may be driving or, or jogging or whatever, and I'm going to read the scripture to you, but at the, the very last verse of, of the Gospel of John, John 21 I think it's interesting to look at because John says, I could have written many more things than what I wrote. But uh, he says, Jesus, verse 25 of John 21, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Isn't that amazing? Oh, uh, my. I can't wait to get there and find out what the things that were not written down. For all of eternity, we'll hear about it. Amen. Uh, um, and then he gives his purpose for writing in, in John 20. He says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So John says, my purpose in writing this, what I... What God's Spirit directed the words for me to write, and we know God's Word is without error, it's perfect, it's holy, it's what we use for practice and doctrine and for living. He said, my purpose is that you will believe that Jesus is the Christ, he's the Messiah, the Chosen One, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Amen. So that is um, to know God's truth. Uh, to know eternal life, to know Jesus. Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life. Is John's purpose for writing him here in this book. He gives a great, several references to Jesus' deity in the Gospel of John. He makes it clear that Jesus is God. And Jesus said, and a couple of examples will be in John 10, where Jesus said, uh, I and the Father are one. If you've seen me, uh, you've seen the Father, he said in, in John 14. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Uh, there's also the, the seven powerful I am statements mm -hmm. in this gospel as Jesus declares himself as God. Um, he's the, the living word. He's the bread. All of those things, he says, I am. And that's um, a reference to the almighty God. He is the great I am. As Moses was answered when he asked God, God was speaking to him from the burning bush, said, who should I say is sending me when I go back to Egypt? 
I am that I am. That's right. That's who sent me. You tell him that I am sent me. The great I am has sent him. The Gospel of John begins um, much like Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. In the beginning. In the beginning. Uh, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens Mm. and the earth. That was the first reference to baseball, you know. How is that? In the big inning. Okay, all right. Oh. <laughs> A little comedy there. So in uh, John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Uh, this uh, this term, the Word, is the, the logos. It conveys... Uh, a divine speech, uh, powerful and effective. Uh, he spoke in the beginning and creation came about. Jesus just spoke the words and from nothing all of creation was made. So there's your big bang theory. Uh, Jesus well, spoke it and bang, it happened. <laughs> there, there you go. But there was, there was order and uh, direction to it. It wasn't just happenstance. We know God was behind all of the, all of creation. In, in Psalm 19, it talks about that word of creation going out. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Mm. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. Uh, so the word through creation speaks, and here Jesus, the actual Son of God, speaks to us as he comes to earth to show us uh, God's love and to show us what God is like. I think it's, I think it's interesting. I want, I want to, the book of Hebrews starts in a similar way um, with the beginning, with the word, with the truth. In Hebrews chapter 1, it says, In the past God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets, at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. You get the same message there in Hebrews that you do in John, that Mm. God, the eternal God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit, uh, created all things, made the universe, and the Son has come as the exact radiance of God's glory and the representation of Him. He is the living Word who came to speak to us. Uh, Verses 4 and 5, He gives more of His purpose for coming in John 1. In Him was life. Verse 4 says, In Him was life, in Jesus was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Doug, I think that's an interesting phrase there, that the light came, shined in the darkness, the darkness of this world, the sin of this world, but the darkness has not understood it. Has there um, maybe been a time in your life or a a way you could explain how darkness kind of can get a grip on you and it's hard for you to understand the light when you're living in darkness? My gosh, yes. Uh, Through many, many years, I was a slave uh, 
to drugs and alcohol. And that darkness that I was living under presented itself as, as uh, happiness, as goodness, as fulfillment. Uh, yet every day when I would wake up, I would need more of that because it just didn't fulfill. It didn't uh, nourish me like the, the word of the Lord or like the Lord could. And so uh, darkness deceives you. It comes in uh, tempting you with uh, uh, things that look or sound or feel very good and very right. But in the end, they are not that. There is only one uh, in the end, and, that, and that's Jesus. And uh, when you allow Jesus to take over your life rather than you're a slave to something. You're either a slave to the world or you're a slave to Jesus. Amen. And let me tell you, the world will take you down, but Jesus will lift you up. Amen. Amen. That is um, a great lead-in to what I want to talk about. I, I want to I stress to you that are listening, though, darkness, the darkness of this world cannot stop the light. The light is powerful. Jesus came. And he overcame the darkness. He overcame sin, death, and the grave. I always think of when you go into a room. If you go in with the light, what happens to the darkness? It cannot exist with the light. Yeah. Even the, even the smallest light makes the darkness disappear. Amen. Great point. Yeah, that's true. So that idea of, of life, he, he says, you know, that Jesus came to bring life. He came to bring light. I think it's a... That contrast, we have life or death, light or darkness. Dark, yes. uh, John presents those through his gospel. And I want to I look at that a little bit. And it's true in all of scripture. People today and the world wants men to believe that there's uh, many roads to heaven. Mm -hmm. As you said earlier, Doug, there's a, you're either a slave to God or, or you're a slave to this world, to, to Satan and his system. There's only two roads. Uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus taught in, in Matthew a couple of things in that line. He said that no one can serve two masters. Either he'll hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Uh, so that, that contrast, God, money, God, the things of this world. Yes. He also said in the Sermon on the Mount, there's a, there's a narrow gate and a wide gate. Uh, it says, for, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. There's just two roads. That's right. A, a broad road that, that looks good, as you talked about earlier, it looks good in the beginning, but as you get on it, you realize it leads to darkness. It leads to eternal destruction. It leads to, it leads to hell. But there's a narrow road that leads to life and only a few find it. There's only two roads. There's only two roads. Jesus then finished the Sermon on the Mount by describing two types of builders. A wise builder who built his life on the teachings of Jesus, put them into practice. He's like the, uh, the wise builder who built his house on the rock. And when the wind and rains and storms came, his house stood firm, didn't it? But the foolish builder, builder built his house on the sand. 
and uh, on the things of this world. His foundation was not solid. When the rains and storms of this life came, uh, the house on the sand uh, fell with a great crash, mm -hmm. Matthew 7 says. So let's look at some of these, and just in the Gospel of John, these contrasts between uh, two, two objects, two items, the light, the darkness. Um, when uh, in his conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus gives this summary of light and darkness in John 3, 19. He says, this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Uh, so light or darkness, uh, this is the verdict. This is the summary of what he had been talking to Nicodemus about. And we'll get into that more when we get to John chapter 3. Uh, but Jesus also says uh, in John 10, there's a couple of instances where he does this. He, he says, I am the good shepherd. And he compares the good shepherd to the hired hand. Now, the good shepherd is willing to uh, lay down his life for the sheep. But the hired hand, if he sees the wolf coming, what's he going to do? He's going to run. He's not willing to sacrifice his life for some sheep. Uh, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I'll lay down my life for my sheep. And he did. Yes, he did. Amen. And uh, in John 10, verses 7 through 10, Jesus gives another that he is the, uh, he's the gate for the sheep. The others are what? Thieves and robbers. He's the, the master, the owner, the shepherd of the sheep compared, contrasted with the thieves and robbers. John 10, 7. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So and unfortunately, there's a lot of thieves in the world today. Uh, masquerading as light. And that's why we need to know God's word. Why we're uh, putting forth this uh, podcast. We need to know and understand God's word in order to not be led astray by these false teachers. Exactly. And I think that's why we chose the title, Know God's Truth. It's so important to know God's truth, truth or you'll believe any lie of the world. You might be persuaded by any lie. I... Uh, Doug and Rusty I've just recently came back from a, a children's camp, church camp, and we uh, the emphasis of the camp is evangelism. Um, and the kids that go, we take, have just finished fourth, fifth, sixth grade, so they're 10 to 12 years old in that range generally. And I, um, I don't apologize for child evangelism. I would say when, when the devil stops trying to steal, kill, and destroy our kids, then we could stop evangelizing Oh, that's children. rampant nowadays. Yeah. He, the, uh, Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and we are seeing it very evident in families and children. He is uh, young people. He is trying to steal them and kill them and destroy them. But the good news, the light can overcome that darkness. Jesus Amen. came that we can have life 
and have it to the full. Um, in John 3, 36, after, after Jesus' uh, meeting with Nicodemus that's recorded in John 3, John sums up, and this is so clear. Uh, people, if you have any doubts about Jesus, who he, who he was, he says so clearly here that he's, he's the way, he's God's son, he's the way to eternal life. John 3, 36, whoever believes in the son has eternal life. Who can make a claim like that? Only Jesus. Yeah. If you believe in me, you have eternal life. No man can say that. No man can say that. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. That is the truth of God's word. That's one of those, that's the truth you have to realize in order to come to salvation in Christ. Our, our eternal life, our salvation is found in belief in trust, in knowing Jesus, knowing the Son. But those who reject that, who reject the Son, there's two, there's two choices here, right? Just two. Only two. You, you receive Jesus, you believe him, or you reject him. Now, a lot of people say, oh, that's just one way, and you're, you're, you're bad for thinking that way because you don't give anybody else a choice. Well, there are a choice. Uh, nobody sends people to hell they send themselves to hell because they have a choice they either choose to follow jesus and the truth or they choose to to not follow and follow the ways of the world which leads to destruction so it's not god or jesus that sends anybody to hell it's their own choice yes and i think um, this is one of those clear verses where jesus and we'll see this throughout john where he proclaims that he is God, he is God, and he alone can give eternal life. Uh, Jesus says in John 14, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I like, and I don't know who was the original one to, to say this, but Jesus, you, you can't look at Jesus and say, oh, he's a good prophet, or he was a good teacher, or he lived a, a good life, and we should follow his moral example. No, he is God's son. He alone, he came that we might have life and have it to the full. Um, Josh McDowell or C.S. Lewis, I think I've seen this, said, Jesus, you, he's either a liar, he's a lunatic, or he's the Lord. He either made up all this stuff, he was a liar, he was a crazy person who thought he was God's yeah. son, a lunatic, or he was Lord. And again, there's only two ways. Either he was crazy or he was telling you the truth. Right. And I think ultimately, he proved he was Lord when he rose from the grave. Amen. He, Amen. Conquered, he conquered death. And um, there's many, we'll talk about that when we get to resurrection, but there's many reasons why to believe in the resurrection and uh, that God truly did raise his son from the grave. So back in, in John 1, I just thought it was important to, and there's another great contrast here in, in John chapter 1 as we look at verse 10. Uh, it's those who receive uh, Jesus can become uh, children of God, but those who, who reject him are, are not children of God. Verse 10 of John 1 says, uh, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, 
the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. So some did not receive him. I think he's referring mainly to the Jew, the Jews there. He came to his own, but his own did not receive mm -hmm. him. Uh, by the large part, the Jewish uh, people did not receive Jesus. Yet to all, this is a great, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And that's you and I, Amen. or anybody that received Jesus. But those who received him, we get to the right to become children of God. We're adopted as sons and daughters of God. Uh, verse 13 says, Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision are a husband's will, but born of God. The same idea that Jesus presented to Nicodemus, being born from above, being born again. We'll, we'll dig a little deeper in that when we get to John 3. Um, I, I skipped over verses 6 through 9, and we'll, we'll come back to those on the next podcast when we, when we look at uh, John the Baptist and what, uh, what John chapter 1 says about John's preaching, John's testifying uh, related to Jesus. Uh, verse 14 of John 1, a great, another great verse of that Jesus is God came, come in flesh. It says the word, remember at the, the beginning, verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then verse 14 says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. That's, the logos. Yeah, that's the Christian. I mean, that's the Christmas story. Jesus became flesh. He became a man. He was born in Bethlehem, born of a born of Virgin Mary. He became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. John saying, "I have seen his glory. I've seen him. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth." Uh, John said, we've seen him. He's the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And he made that clear to the disciples too when they asked us, uh, let us see the Father. And he says, if you've seen the Father, you've seen, or if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Yes, so. amen, yeah. He, he stated over and over, I and the Father are one. I'm, I am God, come, yeah. come to earth in the flesh. He became flesh. He was uh, still 100% God and 100% man. He's the, he's the God man came to bring salvation to us. I, I like that, that phrase, he came from the Father full of grace and truth. If, um, you know, we call ourselves Christians, little Christ, it means followers of Christ. We, um, we ought to have a ministry like Jesus, full of what? Grace and truth, mm -hmm. full of grace and truth. You mean truth. I can't bash them with my Bible? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we are, we're to present the truth. In you know, love. We don't back down from the truth. We right. present it in love and we present it with, uh, with grace, don't we? My wife, Pam, always reminds me of that. Now, remember, you're representing Jesus here, so. <laughs> yeah, we present it full of grace. In grace, we share Jesus and his love with those who are undeserving because that was us. That right? was definitely us. 
We didn't deserve God's grace. Um, if it, if it's, if any of us deserved it, then it's no longer grace. That's right. Uh, so it's, it's all about grace. It's God's favor, God's riches at Christ's expense. We receive the riches of God at the expense because of the death of Christ. I love that acronym. Yeah. God's riches at Christ's expense. Mm-hmm. So we share that, uh, and we, we share that grace with others as Christians, as believers. But we share the truth. We don't deny the truth. The truth is what's going to bring salvation. Uh, we can't just say, oh, just keep living in your sin. God will continue to shower his grace on you. That's no, right. there's, uh, there's a, something called repentance. We are called to repent, to turn from living our way and trusting our own way to following Jesus and accepting him. And I think that's what's entailed when, when John uses those terms of uh, to know and to believe. And I, I, both of them I, I read were, are used over 90 times in the gospel mm. of John, to know mm. and to believe. Those involve the idea of repentance that you're believing and you're you're turning your back on this world, you're rejecting it, and you're receiving Christ. Amen. Um, that's the idea of repentance that you've come coming to Christ. Um, and so, I love that the law, the law of Moses, shows us that our need for Christ, our need to, uh, for forgiveness, and our need, and then Jesus comes in with grace and mercy and love. And, and takes care of that need for us. Amen. That was, uh, that was John, the, John the Baptist's message, John's message uh, you're, uh, that we'll, we'll look at in our next, uh, our next session. So I um, want to encourage you to uh, join us for that. I, I hope you've enjoyed this, this first session together, and we will continue in our look at the Gospel of John with chapter one as, as we meet again. Thanks so much and uh, tell someone about us and, and join us. We are just, uh, we're just like trying to be like John the Baptist. He said he didn't, uh, he's not uh, God. He's just, a, he's not the light. He's a witness, a testimony to the light. Uh, that's what we're trying to be, a witness, a testimony to the light. Um, praise God. Uh, join us again for Know God's Truth. Thank you. Thank you.